This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What? What? Say how are we? How are we? How are Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. The Reds are into another semi-final. It's a nice feeling. Um, Didn't get to experience this last season, did we? It was fucking shit show all around. So it's nice. Um, Massive, massive improvement from the United game last night. Um, Just a fantastic all-round performance. Um, We'll get into a couple of what we've done because everyone pretty much played fucking brilliant last night. We're going to t- talk about a couple of players quickly, but then we've got to, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about a couple of others that we've chosen. But I mean, as I say, every player from fucking Kelleher, who had nothing to do, to be fair to to Gakpo up front, was just was very very good. It was just as I say, it was just a very very solid, wonderful all round performance. It's just it's a it's weird, isn't it? Like we've we had the negativity of Sunday and. Dominating, although not doing anything with the ball against United, to what we seen last night, it was it was like two polar opposite teams. I was going to say that to be honest, we played very similar to how we played against United, but we we found them gaps and we made the space that we didn't make against them, and that was the difference. I thought we played very similar. We we played out wide. We we tried to to make things happen, but luckily last night it worked against United. They were just too tight. Um, they didn't want to come at us. Um, Phone shut up, like yeah. I was shocked when I seen the team, when I seen the, the starting eleven. As much as I want to go into every game with with the strongest side possible, Arsenal's just too big to to risk. And w- once I seen the team, I was pleasantly surprised, and I, I was proper for it. Then couldn't wait seeing their team, and their team was obviously as strong as it possibly could have been. I think. Um, I think minus one or two, yeah. Pakatar yeah. uh, and Warprowse on the bench was a surprise to me, but other than that, yeah, it's, it's what I expected. Yeah, they, they were strong, and obviously, if we, uh, you'd expect our second string players to be able to beat teams like West Ham when you say second string, but you know, we played a few core players there. Uh, you know, I said the other week, I think you'll see Van Dijk, I think you'll see a good core, but I wasn't expecting that strong right? No, it was a surprise. I mean, Kelleher getting a nod, I think, was fairly obvious. Um, who, as I say, had nothing to do. Um, the West Ham goal, you can't say anything about it. It was just a good goal from Bowen. I think Quanta. No, um, I think even Quanta, you know, people, are, I think the commentator said it's the first thing he's done. Carragher, it might have been said it's the first thing he's done wrong in a Liverpool shirt. And to be honest, I don't even think he really does much wrong. I think it's just unfortunate. I think he wins the ball and hits it back against Bowen and the the bounce of the ball just kind of beat him. Um, I don't think he's done a great deal wrong. To be honest, I think he's just been unfortunate. Yeah, I'd agree. So when, when you see the goal, the way 
he brings the ball down the first place and tries to go past him. It's just a look of the bounce in it. Um, other than that, he was he never put a foot wrong and he hasn't put a foot wrong. And again, he's, he's a young lad. Make, he might make the odd mistake where he's out of position or whatever, or he keeps a player on side, stuff like that. You've got to expect that sort of stuff off a young lad who's still learning. But fuck me, he's good. He is good. He, he just... I was saying to the lad next to us yesterday in the match, for me already, he's, he's a step ahead of Canate and he's a step ahead of Matter. I think he should start. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I do think he's just, he's just, he's like Van Dyke in the sense of how can when Van Dyke's playing well, Quantra looks even better. I think anyone looks brilliant when Van Dyke's playing well. But, um, yeah, he's just exciting. I think it's just the, the frame of him, the, the like. Laura. Yeah, the, demean- the demeanour of him, just everything about him is just, you can tell he's modelling his game on Van Dijk and obviously playing next to him, yeah, he looked he looked fantastic, to be fair. And being rolled through that cop and seeing Van Dijk that close, he is a fucking colossus. He is, he's massive and he was phenomenal yesterday. Yeah, he you know, was. Even then, the, the fucking, the elegance of the passing over the top with, with the whip on time and time again. It was just a fucking joy to watch that close up and, and see him at his best because he was... Although he never had a lot to do, the stuff he had to do, he made look absolutely piece of piss. He just made it look a breeze. Mm. Um, and I think that when he's in that form, I think that's when teams do decide what's the fucking point in going at him. Because yeah. <laughs> what is the point? And he's got that respect to get off, of, I think, defenders where not many are going to run at him. Mm. Were you surprised at all? Like, Obviously, a lot of credit's got to go to, to us and the way we set up and things like that. But were you surprised that West Ham weren't able to create anything at all until they scored, really? No, do you know what I've said loads of times? West Ham are one of them teams that no matter what form they're in, they always seem to just stumble. I don't know if it's the fucking David Moyes thing, because you know, he's got that in the locker, hasn't he? I don't mm. think he's ever won at Anfield in about 21 games. Yeah. <laughs> Poor bastard. <laughs> I just think they, they stutter every time we play them. And as good as form they could be in, and you look at like the likes of, say, in the past, your Antonios, and you think, oh, we could fucking destroy us here. They just don't ever seem to do it. Hmm. I think once or twice in a fucking about 20 games, they've, they've troubled us. We always seem to just come out on top by a mile. So, no, not really. When i seen our team and our setup and how we started, again, exactly like Man United, pressing going at them straight away, trying to find that passing behind and having shots from far out. They had that feel straight away that if one doesn't go in in the first half an hour, it could have the United effect. But luckily, we fucking we got the goal and it just it, it turned the game on its head then. It was, just, it was all in our favour. We didn't look in doubt at any point. And when they did sign it, was, they just, the defence was just on par. They were fucking mm. on the same wavelength. Which is hard again with different defenders and a different keeper every fucking couple of weeks, but they were fantastic. Yeah, I did yeah. Single one of them who played last night, the lads who started, the lads who came on, fucking tremendous. Every one of them. Yeah, um, obviously you know Quanta, he, he set up the first goal, uh, breaking up the play. I mean, gets the assist. It was a three-yard pass, like, but <laughs> he had to be there to break up the play in the first place. That's more the more important part of it than the pass. But um, even like. Gomez and Simakas, I thought, were, were brilliant. Even Gomez, when he went to left-back, was was still very good, uh, which I was a bit surprised about because I don't like him at left-back whatsoever. But even when he switched last night, he was he was still brilliant. I, again, it, I think it just depends what Gomez turns up. 
because he, he's got it in his locker to be brilliant. He do he we said before, haven't we? As a right back, he he is he is a player. Mm. Spot on. If you take that role of centre half away from him, where he, you know if he makes a mistake, he's caught out. At right back, he's able to, and we've got players back. But no mistakes yesterday. He was just um, he was just on it, and you know I love to see it. I love seeing the lads who, who have struggled in the past play well because I don't get these people who are made up when a player's they called shit, stay shit. Yeah, it's a weird mentality. Shimakas uh, again, a big fucking shout out to him because he was classed as down and out. I think even myself after yeah, a few. I games, was one of them. I said to him, I don't know, I never said to him, like, it wasn't, it wasn't in the same with um, I said to the lads, oh, I'm, I'm just, I think he's done. I don't think he's anywhere near what Andy Robbo is. And we're seeing that now already in the last probably three, four weeks. You're at all. Does Andy Robbo get straight back in the team? Because he's, he's been brilliant. He's brilliant getting up. He's brilliant getting back. He tackles hard. He has the passion like a scouser, like Andy Robbo has. He's got that fucking feistiness about him and he's growing in confidence. And that's what football is. Football's a confidence game. If you get mm-hmm. behind the lads who are struggling in the ground, you know, talk in the pub, talk on your podcast, say, I'm, I don't quite know about him. But as long as you're in the ground and you're not fucking telling him that, you're getting behind him, you're cheering him. You can always fucking come out to the side. And I think he, he is again. He, he's been superb for the last few weeks. Yeah, and it's not even a case of like, he's just not, like doing anything wrong or anything like that like there's been times where he's standing out I think even when we haven't played great the last few games uh, other than last night he's been one you've looked at and gone you know what yeah you've still been really good you're you've probably been one of our best players so credit to him he's you know he can come out of that it sounds weird to say come come out of the period where we haven't played well looking good everyone looks good because we've still been winning like but you know what I mean it's like no one's questioned him in a period where the team hasn't been playing as well as we could have been. Yeah. And that's it. It's like, I think I've said this for ages, it seems like most players have that dip at the same time. It's not just one player who stands out for being shit, I think. The team just drops off and players start making individual errors and it, it does stand out that everyone just looks shit. But when they look bad, because they've got no support off other players, it, it looks it looks even worse. Yeah. And a few players like Simakas like Gomez, like Enzo, one mistake and you've got the fucking, the force onto them, wanting, wanting them gone. Um, but I say it's great to fucking see them coming out to the other side and playing well again. And you know, they will have to drop some form again. Every single player will. Salah will, Alisson will. They'll all make mistakes in the future. It's just how we respond to it. And I think we are, as a fan base, a little bit knee-jerk when someone does have a few bad games. We count them out. And, um, you know, it's been going on for like 18 months and you're still not seeing the best of someone, as we'll discuss later, then, yeah, it, you, you do question, you go, but to be fair to Simakas, it was a few weeks, it was a few yeah. weeks of a, a, a bad spell that we've seen him at his best. We've seen him have a bad time whilst we weren't playing great and now we've, we're seeing him back, probably the best he's been. Hmm. So, he's fucking quality. And I think his dropping form really come at the start when he first had to come into the team to the place Robertson. Like it's almost like he had to sort of get used to to playing properly with the team again. Um just had to find his feet a little bit all over again. It was almost a 
kind of like he was a new signing in a way a little bit just because he, he hasn't played regularly you know Robertson he's he's one of them players who just never seems to get injured so he's never really had a, an extended period in the team where he's had to play and so I think it was just maybe a case of him finding his feet a little bit again and now that he has he's, he's flying and it's an hard system to, to not be involved in and then be thrown into mm. it is hard because the fucking work rate he puts in like, again quality but um, fucking everywhere yesterday so I'm mm. made up I'd love, love him and I'd love Gotwood once that attack by Gomez like everyone it would have been like a fucking Tony Hibbick I think if yeah. he'd have scored he'd have ran on the pitch <laughs> no I, you know, after they got to like sorry after they got to like 4-1 um, my god I will get away then. no you won't <laughs> no just he's been here years he's fucking been a big massive part of all the success hasn't he so to for him to get a not, not have a goal is a bit mad but when he, he will get it. He'll eventually get it. I don't know why. Give him the next pen. Okay. I keep saying that. Now, when, you know, when it got to 4-1, I was at a point where I was like, right, just make sure Gomez is on the end of it. Get Gomez in the box. Put him up front. Do whatever you need to do. Just get him on the end or something. <laughs> and he had that little run into the box, didn't he? And the shot just was a bit too close to the keeper. Um, he's, I think he's just took it upon himself. He's gone, right, I'm fucking getting a goal this season. Um, he's tried though, hasn't he? He's had but, a few goals. He, he has, and you know what? Though I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of spared him on a bit as well because his performances have improved massively. And I don't, and it may be that he's playing right back rather than centre back. But I think we're really seeing the best of Joe Gomez again. And if that's spared him on the, the that he wants to get a goal, fucking long may continue. Yeah, hope he keeps it in the bar. <laughs> yeah, um, I think a couple of others just before we get onto the ones we want to highlight a bit more. Sobersly, um looked much more himself. Yesterday, um, I think West Ham made the mistake of affording him a lot of space. Um, his goal was just sensational, but we're coming to get used to that already. Um, yeah, he just looked him. He just looked himself again. He looked confident on the ball. He looked didn't look flustered. Didn't look like hurried. He just he was in control and he played very very well. Um, Gakpo, another one. Just thought didn't wasn't spectacular. Didn't really do anything like majorly eye-catching but was kind of just always involved and then obviously got his goal which he, I, th- I thought he really deserved as well Yeah with Sobberslai uh, I think he's a confidence player I think if, if he starts early and he misplaces a few passes I think his head falls off and I think with the crowd the way our crowd is you know we sigh we fucking we make noises we, we sort of let you know we're, we know we can see mm. you're not playing well uh, I think that that gets to him a little bit Um Yesterday we were fucking rallying behind the team. It was well better atmosphere. He was he grew into the game and was just what we expect from him. Quality. Gakpo again the same. Um was involved in pretty much everything. Does exactly what we need him to do. He throws defenders out and we can we can create space. He creates a lot of space for other players. Um I've I've seen people calling for him as well, saying he's not gonna getting enough goals or assists, but it's, it's, we never moaned for me, you know. So give this lad the chance because that's exactly what his role is to to create an open space up. And if he can pop up with a goal like that every now and again as well, that was a fucking stunner. Because um, he scored, a, he scored two or three like that, hmm. where he opens the space up and then he just puts it in bottom corner. But um, yeah, fucking quality. Yeah, I mean, we said that last time out, didn't we? Like, I think Gakpo was probably being underutilized a bit in the system, um, and I don't know if it's because. We're trying to make sure that Diaz is always in there or make sure Nunes is always in there. But 
Gakpo is the one that seems to be missing out the most. Um, so yeah, I'm just made up for him. I am. I'm a big fan of him. I, I think he's fantastic. So made up. He got his goal. Um, got a look at the age of them as well. That's like the age of our team. Fucking hell. They had the likes of Gravenberg, who's 21, counted us down and out because he never quite got a game from Munich. Sobberslides, what, 22, 23? Hmm. Fucking Harvey Elliott, Curtis Jones. The only the only half fella is fucking Enzo. Yeah. What an half fella. And even him, he's only, what, 29? It's like, 29, it's not... Okay. It's not... <laughs> you can play that role to the 36, 38 at a fucking decent level. Look at Milner. I know, but, like, fucking, he does... He, 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 We'll talk about him in a minute. Yeah. Well, as I say, a few players we want to highlight in particular that we haven't mentioned yet. So we'll, we'll start with with Endo. Um, he's he's growing into his role every single game. He's getting better every single game. You can see him adapting to the speed of the Premier League and English football every single game. He's looking an absolute steal at the minute. He, it's mad, isn't it? Like, again, he was one of them players because he went 75 million and he went 25 and he wasn't Drew Bellingham. Everyone wanted them dead before he kicked the ball. He was just one of them, some players like that, some like the Twitter fan base and that. Um, people who were going the game, obviously a little bit cautious about him because he started off a bit slow, did make mistakes, was a little bit not up to speed with the Premier League and the Cups were in. And then all of a sudden, he's just fucking, he's just cemented in that midfield, stands out every game he plays. And he's not just yet, your average defensive mid. He doesn't... I, I compared him to like a Lucasson or Joe Allen who just... He'll get it and he'll play a simple ball and keep the ball ticking. He's not doing that. No, he's not. setting up attacks. He's, he's finding space. He knows where his first pass has gone before he's received it. He's one touch. He's He gets us out of danger. You know, if, he, if he's got his if he's got his back to the opponent's goal, if, if he's facing our goal and he's got players running at him, he knows where they are. He knows what to do with the ball when his, his back's to... The people chasing him, he's just got he's got that vision. You need to play that that position well. And again, he's not scared of a tackle. He's not scared of a booking. He's not scared to be called a shit house rat. He just gets stuck in and he does the job for the shirt and the fans. And I'm fucking made up for him because I, I said the other day he's he's seemingly as important as Fabinho was during that spell when he was quality. He's just got it. He's just. He makes them last ditch tackles where, you know, he could fucking break someone's leg, but he gets the ball first. <laughs> and, mm. you know, that's what we've lacked. And I think that's the difference with us this season. He's he's just he's got that that engine on him that he, he just wants that fucking ball all the time. He's always available for a pass and he's always there for a tackle. So I just can't knock the lad. I think fucking put age aside, put transfer fees aside. If we bought him from Barcelona for more money you're fucking delighted with him. So I think we've got to just enjoy him because he's, he's fucking spot on. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't agree more, I think. There was <laughs> there was one moment last night, I think just summed him up and the ball was at the edge of our box and uh, I don't know who the West Ham player was and Endo was just kind of threw his whole body at the player and opened one part of him with him to stop the attack and it's just like, you know what? Yeah, it's sound. Like, he hasn't endangered them or nothing like that but he's just went, fuck it, just here's me. Yeah. <laughs> like and that just sums him up, lad. He just he's he wants every ball. Um but he's he's always looking, he always wants the ball as well though. Like like you said, he's not like a, a Joe Allen or maybe not Joe Allen. Joe Allen could pick a pass when he wanted to, but maybe more a, a, a Lucas. You know, 
Lucas maybe never was really looking for the ball. He was always looking to move it on, as you said, and then that was just not like that. I'm, but like I said, I think he's been an absolute bargain so far. And we said it a few times, you know, all the German football fans and football reporters who focus on German football were saying at the start of the season, like, it's an absolutely fucking mad signing for all the right reasons. It's an astute signing. It's it's going to be one of the, the bargains of the summer. It's going to be end up being a one a million signing and so far right and that's why you trust the people who watch German football and who write about German football and not you know fucking Brian from down the road who's never watched a minute of German football in his life who said he was shit um, so yeah I'm made up for him absolutely made up for him he's like you said he's a nailed on starter at the minute yeah he is he just he just, I think he fills the others with confidence as well you know he's going to be there and it's it's great to see like it is, it's brilliant to have a player like that involved again where you can just rely on him. He's reliable. And that's a, a massive thing at this football club. As long as you fucking get after the shirt, mate, you're in. And no one can doubt that with him. But mm. he isn't just a grafter. He isn't just a, a novelty. Who fucking, like an ego biscan. He's a fucking, he's a really, really good player. And I think if he wasn't on the pitch, you'd miss him. So I think, you know, in that, in that role... McAllister's going to find it hard to get back in because you, you physically can't take him out the team for McAllister because McAllister can't do what he does. Hmm. McAllister might be a lot better and a, a lot more easy on the eye going forward with his, his passing skills and that, but he doesn't do the other parts of the game well yet, and he might do eventually, but for me, you're talking Enzo be in that middle before anyone. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. That's a massive compliment to hand straight to him because the other midfielders you've got are fucking brilliant, but he's a, a vital part of that team now, and I'm, I think it's great. I love watching him because you you still like you watching him. You're expecting him to do something mad, and he'll do a little mad turn and just play it out the opposite side, and you're like, "Fucking fair play to you, lad." Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, I'd just like to state that Jay's uh, comment about ego Biscam is not slander. We do not tolerate ego Biscam <laughs> slander on this podcast. <laughs> but you know what he did? He started off similar. He started off as a novelty, didn't he? Like, yeah. like I don't know, you could say like a fucking Nunes, where for every mistake he makes, he'll do two things right, and it, it, he just doesn't look like he should be any good. It's just funny to watch play football. And but as his career went on with Liverpool, you know, the Istanbul season and that it became a massive part of, of everything we were about. Yeah. And then he goes down in history as a fucking a player who won that trophy. But it, for the right reasons, it, it started off where he, you, you laughed at him a little bit. When he scored, it was funny because you're not expecting it. And then all of a sudden you're thinking, Connelly can't play a bit. Yeah. I do always remember the banner, Super Crote Ego Biscan used to be atrocious. Ah, uh, that was uh, the Yeah, it was. There's no creativity like that in banners and shit anymore. Yeah, it was a belter. Um but yeah, end up fantastic again. Um another player you wanted to particularly focus on was Harvey Elliott. Magnificent. Every time he's played this season, in in spells last season, he, he helped us massively. Um before he got injured against Chelsea years ago, he was fucking a massive part of the first team. And He's gradually getting back in there, you know. I I love, I love seeing him out wide. That's where he belongs. That's where he, like, he shines. Hmm. He gets like we used him so much as an outlet yesterday. Like he was most fella. He was no one was concerned that he wouldn't be able to do what, what you'd expect from a wide player. And he fucking 
he got into spaces and gaps one like you wouldn't expect to be able to. He just created space. He he'd go one way and turn another. He'd play a ball backwards in, and then in behind goal. He was just he was fucking everywhere. Like like Endo, like if there's a pass on, you know Endo or Harvey and it's gonna be there to receive the ball. They're just fucking keen as fuck to have that ball. And no waste no wasted passes, not trying too hard. Just he's just got it. He's he's gone. He is gonna be a superstar. I've got no doubt about it. An actual fucking superstar, though. He's he's mm. just got it. Like he's got the right attitude as well. He's yeah. fucking hungry. And I say I love that he was a Liverpool fan as a kid. I love that he's got like a you could say a fucking scout's heart. He's got that passion. The same passion when he scores a goal as when he wins a tackle. And you can't buy that. I think he no. just did it. He's a fucking super talent. Obviously, don't wanna. Don't want to get over excited about him because he's still only a fucking kid. But you know, the world is as well. He's he's phenomenal, and when he turns up like that, it, he's just quality. I wanted to see him get a goal because he he deserved it. But he was a massive part of everything we done that night, and I fucking I look forward to seeing him playing on the right more. You know, there's not it, it's great seeing him play centre mid to see him get minutes because even in centre mid he's coming on and. Again, he's winning the ball back in games we're struggling. He's he's making us tick over, he's making things happen. He's had a few assists, a few goals already. Um and I think he's he's gonna be one of them players you just can't wait to see on the fucking team. But playing him out playing him centre mid for the sake of it to get him minutes and then playing him where he absolutely shines on on the right. I think it's a no brainer now. I'd rather see him bench than bring Salah off every seventieth minute. Yeah, I mean, it was nice to see him make an impact from from the start. I think there's been a lot of talk with him and and Nunes, who we're going to come on to in a bit as well. Um, but like you know, with the impact players, are the only they always seem to be better coming off the bench, and he showed that he he can be a threat and an impact from the start. Yes, so I was I was happy for him in that sense. I think I think a lot of us performances this season coming off the bench in midfield have been through necessity. Obviously we've had we have picked up a few injuries lately. So he's having he's having to come on in midfield more because we've just haven't got quite as many options there. Uh, I think if we if we had the options I think he would be coming on for Salah. But it was just nice to see so used to Salah playing that right wing. I think Elliot starting there and having a completely different playing style to Salah was like it was like a breath of fresh air, a, a good, but not in, not in obviously any way to slight Mo Salah. It was just so refreshing to see something different on that right hand side that that West Ham probably weren't, you know, weren't used to. Like Salah, he's one of them players who, you know, what he's going to do. Good luck trying to stop him, but you know what he's going to do. Elliot on the right wing, especially, that isn't the case. So, I think that probably threw West Ham a little bit. I don't think he would have been expecting that. Yeah, and again, like you know, Mo Salah's gonna go for goal man times out of ten or mm. trying to figure out the space where he can get a shot off. Harvey Elliott was doing the opposite. He's trying to he was like stopping the ball dead and then waiting for someone to run in behind and he, he had them on fucking pins. He had them on pins. I mean, I thought him and Gakpo teams up well a number of times as well, got getting in behind. Um yeah, just a just a brilliant performance. And again, he performed like a, a key senior player. He's only a kid and he stood out. Yeah, I think he is a senior player now. I think you've got a you've got a class him in that. He's been playing first team football for us since he was 18, 17, 18. 
Um, obviously in between a spell on loan at Blackburn, but he's been playing in the first team since he arrived. Essentially, so you've you've got to treat him as a senior player, despite his age. Yeah, is a senior player. I mean, like a, an experienced player, like mm. a senior, like a Milner, yeah. like a Salah. It's showing you can rely on when you're playing the kids. I think mm. he's at that point now where you, even though he is only a kid, you don't class him in that breath. Yeah, quite happy with him playing with a kid playing behind him. You'd you'd feel assured that Harvey Elliott's got it in him to support someone of younger age now because he he's just he's just a fucking a great young lad. I think yeah. he just you think he's got everything. He comes across a really decent lad, um, and he's a fucking great player and he's a Liverpool fan. So long may that continue. Then mm-hmm. he's just got to be patient because he's you've got Mo Salah there, the best player in the world, um, playing in your position. How old is he now? 21? Yeah, it might not even be 21 yet, to be honest. 20, um, 21. Um, so you've just got to be patient. But I, I say, I don't think he's got any arrogance in him where he can he'd say, well, I deserve to be starting at Edmo Salah. That's not the case. So, you know, he'll just be, he'll be in his head, he'll be thinking, what's Mo got left in him? Two or three years at the, at the top. Let's fucking ride it and see where we go. But again, mm. And even Pep Linders, watching him when he was discussing his book and that, when he was going around all the players, he's he's seen on camera saying like Harvey Elliott, he's got he's got the best left foot he's ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking bizarre because most sellers in the same dressing room as him, but yeah, he's got he can't have the ball. Yeah, um, now he's like you say he's he's an established first team player. Now he's he's been in the squad for. You know, for a good few years now, um, the injury was obviously a setback to him, um, and he's he's recovered and and gone probably beyond what we even thought. You know, we all wanted him to do well for him. The off because he's a Liverpool fan, because he's a young lad making a big move, and I, I don't think I don't think anyone really expected him to, to be where he is now, coming in every game. Like we were saying it the other week when he come on against Palace, he changes the game every time he comes on. Whether he's playing in midfield, whether he's playing right wing, I don't think many people would have seen him having that much of an impact in a team this successful, this experienced at such a young age. So you you can only credit him for that. I think the loan at Blackburn would have been absolutely massive for him. Um, you know, getting a full proper season of first team football under a manager at the time, Tony Mowbray, who's known for developing youth players in the right way, bringing you know, bringing players through and stuff like that. So it would have been ideal for him. And he's just kicked on to no end. Um, so, you know, like you said, long may continue. Um, and it's good as well, lad, because so you see, like, see players at, like Man United and that, young players, they come through and they end up fucking nowhere because they just, they end up with arrogant. They get the concept, they become arrogant. Uh, maybe like a Jordan Ard, so to say. We thought he was going to be the next deal and got his big contact, fucking crashed his car or whatever. Um, and just wasn't asked about footy anymore. And I know he had his mental health issues and that, but I think I think the young age now, I think the money's too big. Like, for instance, how Conor McGregor's lost his hunger, he got to the top, earned loads of money, couldn't be asked. I think a lot of kids are like that now, so it's credit again to the young lads in our academy who are coming through, getting big contracts, driving decent cars, having nice houses, but still have the hunger for the game and playing for the shirt because it is a, it's a different game now. And, Kids expect it, hmm. but he's just plodding on as a fucking as what he was in the in the seventies and eighties. He's cracking on. He's got respect for the fans, respect for the shirt, carried himself well, and fair play to him. Hmm. Wish I was 
<laughs> I think that I think there's an element of like you know you you mentioned like players coming through for United and teams like that, and like I think a lot a lot of the time it can boil down to how the how they come into the team. You know, you look at someone like say Marcus Rashford, I know he's obviously older now, but when he first came into the team, it was because he had no one else. He come in, made an impact, scored like I think he scored four goals in his first two games for the club. You know, he's got he has the the media all the attention on him immediately. And then he's like, well, they're all saying I'm the next big thing. I want a big contract and things like that. And to be honest, I don't think I don't think Rashford actually got that arrogance about him. But it's it's like that. And I think with Liverpool, the way we've done it is we're bringing these players through slowly. We're bringing them through because we want to bring them through, not because we have to bring them through. Um, the earning the chance, and I think when when they are making an impact, they've earned the way up to that instead of like one. It happened years ago, Federico Makeda. They brought him on because they had no fucking players. Yeah, and he scored, a, he scored a worldie. But that's... But, does the league, that comes. I know he did, but what I'm saying is you look at him now and he's a, he's playing in like Greece or something like that. He went to Cardiff after United. It's like it's, he had the biggest high on his debut and then went nowhere. But because they had to bring him in, it was yeah, probably too early for him. We haven't done that. We're letting him develop properly. And that's what I love. Even Harvey Elliott, people... Like, the way we perceive it, oh, he's fucking, he's 20 now, he's been at the club three or four years and he's still not starting. He must be shit. No, he's getting bedded in until he is fucking, he's fully there. No point in wasting his talents because we want to fucking rush him in. He, he's getting used and utilised as he should be, as and when needed, and that's how it should be. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, One player I did want to just quickly say, a big shout out to as well last from last night before we get onto the other two I want to talk about in a bit more detail. Connor Bradley coming off the bench. I thought oh, he was absolutely brilliant. His first touch to Mo Salah was quality. Yeah, he's he's one to look out for him. Like I think I think they've wanted to bring him into the into the fold a bit earlier than they have done, and I think he got an injury at the start of the season. But yeah, he did, like yeah. he was unbelievable at Black at um, Bolton last season. Sorry, player of the year for them. Um I think he got in the like leagues team in the year as well. Like, um, but again, he's another one. I think he's like twenty one himself. It's he's another one we've took our time, made sure he's actually ready, and now with without his injury, he's going to get the time to develop and be a part of the squad. Yeah, fucking say, come on, yes, I haven't seen, I haven't seen loads of him to be honest. But when I have seen him, he's always been all right. Um, but he just straight away, yes, it's so easy to. Let that ball run under your feet and feel a crunch in front of the cop. But just a first time touch. Like he controlled it to Mo Salah. It was fucking lovely. Yeah. Yeah, now big future for him. I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. Um the two others I, I particularly wanted to look at uh first, someone we speak about probably every single episode at the minute, but uh Darwin Nunes. Didn't get his goal, but I think that was the Darwin Nunes we want to see last night. Everything else was spot on. The pass to Jones for that, uh, for his first goal, for, like I'd expect a a Sobersly to be playing that pass, not a Nunes. Yeah, again, I, I think he played out wide, didn't he? Hmm. That out wide, and I think that's where he needs to be. I think it's it's got to be a case of when, I think you've got to have Nunes or Diaz, you've got to have Jota or Gakpo, and you've got to have. Elliot or Salah, so to say, but he is he's he's gotta be involved in the game and you you know if he's playing out wide, you can put the balls over the top, you can put the balls in behind and he can be there. 
Yeah, he needs to learn the offside rule. Yeah, he needs Definitely. to develop football brain from somewhere or find one and take it off someone, whatever, because he hasn't got a brain. But yeah, he done he done nothing wrong yesterday other than be offside five times. But that that's what you you know he he grinded, he worked, he fucking tackled, he won the ball back, he pressed them, he made them feel uncomfortable every time they had it near their box, and. Yeah, he got the assist. Could have had a goal. Fantastic save onto the post. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, not one of them. I said on the last episode, I'm losing my patience with him, getting frustrated with him. Um was frustrated with him yesterday with the offsides. But it's more frustrating if it was fucking Kevin Davies of Bolton, who's fucking four miles an hour at sprint. Yeah. You might you might be dead close to the shoulder. He's the fucking recorder, the fastest sprint in the Premier League. He's the fastest player in the league. He could take three or four yards and still beat most defenders to the ball. Yeah. Fucking stay outside, you big cabbage. But <laughs> it baffles me. But no, again, I love seeing him in that moment where he's he's fucking battling and he's fighting and he's winning the ball back and that's what he's about. So for me, I like to see him out wide. I think that's where he's at his best. It's where he's most dangerous. You've seen it. You've seen the goal. Um, well, the goal he nearly scored, where he's he's coming from out wide, he's cut in, and he's done what he does. Fucking hell, nearly led to a goal as well. Um, so yeah, I think that's that we need to. It's, it's credit to him that he's still he's still working hard. That United game, you can't you can't say other than the United game he doesn't strike. But I just think that was a case of we fucking couldn't get the ball anywhere near him. He was just yeah. blocked. Arm. Um, didn't didn't have the ball much to do much with it. So you just put that down to a bad day at the office. Now we fucking all calm down. Bad day at the office. If he develops your brain and learns to stay on side, there's a fucking player in there. Mm. Uh, you know, we've I've compared him to Torres, bit of Suarez, bit of Dirk Howe. He's he's got he's got a bit of everyone in him. He's just at, not at the level of any of them. Yeah. But yeah. he's still twenty two. He's still got all the time in the world to fucking get to them levels. But he has got to start contributing with more numbers now. Um, he can't keep having these little dips in form where he just goes off the boil and doesn't score, doesn't set up. You know what I mean? But he's got one to sob slide. He's got one yesterday. So, hmm. no, I mean, I no, think his, his numbers are still up there. You know what I mean? I think he, that's now, I think it's 15 goals and assists in, in all competitions this season. Only Salah's got more than him. Um, so I think... But that's the it's thing. I think you can't just put it down to just numbers, can you? No, it's just a period of time. Like he's got, I think he got fourteen goals and assists in about fucking ten games or something, and he hasn't had nothing since. Yeah. But um, no, again, you can't knock, you can't knock his attitude. You can't knock his desire. I love how much he loves being here. Like the first one to the cop yesterday, he's done like a, his own little parade around the pitch, running around to the left of the cop to the right of the cop down to the main stand and. He just loves being here, and we've got to just, you know, we've got to get behind the lad. It's, I said last week he is frustrating me, but there's just there's people who are going right. I fucking can't bear him anymore. I can't support him. Fuck off then. <laughs> if you're gonna go to the match and you're not gonna cheer a lad who does something good just to to be stubborn, fuck off. Simple yeah. as that. But yesterday, yeah, he got fucking, he got. I stood up and clapped him, as did ninety percent of the other fans in the ground. So, so you've got to just. He's here. He's playing in red. He's a fucking danger when he's on it. So just um, just get behind. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, the other one I just want to talk about is probably the most divisive player in Liverpool squad at the minute for some fucking reason. I don't understand why. But uh, Curtis Jones, uh, spending too much time online, I think that's why I think of that. But um, yeah, Curtis Jones was just... I wasn't surprised by how well he played last night, but I just think it's one of the first games in a while where he's been, a fo- again, like a bit like Sopper's like, he was afforded the space. And I think if you give Curtis Jones space, he's he's one of the mo- most dangerous players in our squad. Um, he's just, as, as I always say, the one thing he's still got to just work on a bit is them games where he's not going to have the time on the ball and things like that. And, you know, releasing the ball a bit sooner in, in certain games. But last night, I mean, he had, Freedom of the ground, essentially. Freedom. <laughs> yeah, do you know he, he, he's another one lad that he grows into a game, and if is the first part of his game starts going well, he starts growing in confidence, he starts going more forward, and he starts believing in himself a lot more. The fans get on his side instead of on his back, and he grows and he grows and he grew and grew yesterday. Um, again, stood out a fucking mile yesterday. We discussed when he wasn't playing. We were missing him. You know, he's, he's, he's versatile. He can do an all right role in the number six or assist in the number six, where if, if he's not there, you can rely on Curtis Jones to be back and to at least fucking pick up a card or pick up do a foul or whatever. Um, but he has more things going forward at goal. He's got a fucking great strike on him, great dribbling ability. He's good at holding the ball up. He's got a good vision. He's everything you want in a midfielder. He's just unfortunately from Liverpool and loads of people can't stand it, which fucking <laughs> blows my mind. But it's the same people like when you moan about day tippers on the internet, these are the people who take offence and they start going on about all the scousers. Oh, this scouser didn't sing and this scouser was eating a hot dog instead of singing in a walk alone. Sam, but you haven't mentioned the other people in the ground. So I think there is just an agenda between some of our not so local fans against anything that's to do with the city. It's fucking baffling. But mm. again, Curtis Jones, Scouser, fucking f- world at his feet. He's got all the potential in the world to go where he needs to go. We've just got to get behind him. Wherever you're from in the fucking world, he's a fucking young lad who's living his dream, trying his hardest, and he's got he's got fucking talent. And we've seen that yesterday. We've seen it before. We've seen it from the age of fucking 17 when he, he's killing them worldies. Do you know what I mean? So, fucking, he's, he's growing into it now. He's becoming a man. And he's a, he's a man that we, we've said ourselves we miss when he's not in the team. Um, or in the squad, at least. Yeah. He, can, he can change a game and he can make stuff happen. So, yeah, fucking delighted for it. It's great. I think the second one, his reaction to the cop, I think it was just relief. You know, it's just a fucking a dream in it to, to do that and score a goal in that fashion. Yeah. Fucking out of this world, that goal. Both yeah, of them were the first one, the first one was our end. Um, we were fucking bothered our ending. First one was we couldn't see because we, we were by the corner flag and everyone leans forward. Everyone fucking leans forward to, to see what's happening and we just couldn't see. We seen him hit the ball but we couldn't see it go in. It was Shocked to the core that it went in because <laughs> yeah, the angle was ridiculous. But so, again, it's not even seeing the highlights. He looks up, he looks across goal, sees there's no one there and goes for it. And it's a fucking perfect finish. He's aimed yeah, through the It's, it's the only it. thing he could have done. Like fair yeah. play to him. Yeah, brilliant. And then the second goal. Wow. Well, that's what I was saying. He just he gave him so I'm much sure space and he's just gone. 
I'm sure Sheffield runs United, with. Gerard, Sheffield United, I think it's Sheffield United. Sheffield, Chef Wednesday, his first goal for Jeff us. Wed, yeah, Gerard, it, it just the same. Yeah. So very similar. He's, he's letting the ball on his body. It's mad. The ball's moving slowly and he's manipulating defenders with his body. Hmm. Like, he's not moving the ball. He's moving him. Oh, yeah. fucking loved it. No, it was a great goal, great goal. Thoroughly deserved. Um, like we said, fantastic performance all around. Um, and it puts us into the half of the next round. Fulham over two legs. Um, it's a game we should win, but you know, we won't not obviously gonna get ahead of ourselves. Um having the first leg at Anfield's a bit shit. Um bit disappointed in that, but would rather it be the other way around. But I mean, it's not like away goals counting it or anything, or at least I hope they don't. Uh, I'm just going off no. the Champions League. Um yeah, look it, the only one I wanted to avoid in the semi was was Chelsea. I'll be honest. I um, Chelsea. Did you? Yeah, over two legs, it just makes more sense, and it's for just playing the final. I know, but I just and Middlesbrough winning that anyway. But um, no, I just I don't know. I just thought to myself, two nil nils in the semi finals is like just boring in it. It's what I come to expect against Chelsea now. So. Um, no, I think I I wanted Chelsea over two legs. I think it makes more sense. It obviously. It's a you, you feel like you, you fucking won the cup then if you beat Chelsea in the semis, but you know, we can't disrespect anyone. We've seen what Fulham fucking done to us at Anfield, we struggled. They're a fucking good team in good form, they'll throw everything at that, absolutely everything. So, again, we've got to go strong, we've got to go for it, and we've got to just fucking try and get to Wembley. But I'm almost certain we will. I think, I think if we should go super strong in the first leg and try and blow them away, to be honest. Um. Yeah, that's um, my thinking. Yeah, blow them away at Anfield and then fucking shout what happens at their ground. But... Yeah, you're absolutely right there. We can't can't disrespect them. Um, I think it probably would have made more sense Chelsea over two legs, in fairness. But as I say, I just couldn't be bothered with two nil-nils. In my head, that's just all I seen was nil-nil, nil-nil. Uh, and both legs, and it was going to pens anyway. So, like, um, yeah, look, Fulham, like you said, Tough game, they're in good form. Um scored three around field last time, so gotta give them gotta give them credit. So it's not gonna be easy. Um but don't get me wrong, sorry, around field they didn't fucking do anything. We battered them, we were brilliant against Fulham, but we were just leaky in defence. Hmm. They had they had a few attacks and they punished us every fucking time. So if it, as long as if, if we've got to place a strong side and we've got to have a defence, that's fucking well set up because we know they can attack, but again, it was pretty much exactly like the West Ham game. The same as the United game, where they didn't pose much threat, only every fucking bastard shot one in. <laughs> um, so it can't be like that again, but I don't think it will be. No, me neither, me neither. Uh, so something to look forward to, obviously, in, in January. Um, games come and tick and fast already. There, It's nice that we haven't got to worry about Europa till March, at least, anyway, because... Um, if we get to the final, you know, at least the Carabao's will be done then, anyway. Um, regardless of how, if we have two more games in it or three, so, um, yeah, it's it's a fun, it's fun, isn't it? Like that's this is what you want. You want to be involved in all the competitions as, as long as possible. So, yeah, I don't understand it again. Before before we got into the Europa League, you know, I, people were saying they'd rather not be in it. I think I might have even said that at one point because you want to concentrate on the league, and then once you're in it. You fucking want to win every cup you're in. If you're in the cup, if we'd have got if we'd have got knocked out last night, I'd have been fucking devastated. I'd have been gutted yeah, because 
it's the it, it's a fucking chance of a trophy slips you by. Like imagine being a blue. Imagine being a blue and having a goalie with tiny arms that can't save a penalty. It's fucking our last, but sorry, I had to get that right. Um yeah, I just think you you're there, you're fucking you're practically there, nearly at Wembley. Fucking go for it. Go for yeah. that. And then the Europa League again. You see see for instance, Touchwood, you end up lifting the Carabao Cup in February. And then you go into you go into the Europa League. You're going for your second cup. You're still in a title race. You're still in the FA Cup. It's a fucking dream, you know. We've seen, we've seen what it's like when you you're going for a quadruple. It's um, it's not quite the same with the Europa League, but it's a fucking it's four trophies that we want to put our hands on and we want to win. And if we do, it'll be fucking parties for months. So let's go mm. for the lot of them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you say title this there, big one, obviously Saturday now. Um, Arsenal. It's 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 going to be tough. Um, it's going to be very very difficult. I expect them to come with a point to prove after last season. In all honesty, um, you know they've strengthened well. Declan Rice come in, and as you know, you'd think he'd played for Arsenal's whole career. In fairness, the way he settled, um, I think Havertz is one of them. He's, I think he's a bit of a like he won't do anything in the game, but he'll pop up like back post or something. You know what I mean? He's just one of them type of players, I think. Um, but he's got, I think, their fans like him. Their fans are supportive of him. Um, the manager clearly trusts him. And I think he could be another one of them players who just needs the support around him. And, you know, he's finally got that. He's, he's starting to twit the ground a bit for them now. So it, it's going to be it's going to be our hardest game of the season. It's going to be harder than City, um, I think. Um, I'm looking forward to it, but it's a massive test. I don't know. I, I think they've been a bit like us. I don't think they've got reached their full potential yet. We're still in second gear and we're nearly top of the league. I think they're like practically second third gear and they've had blips where they've, they've looked shit. Um, so, I don't know. I think it depends what Liverpool... I think if Liverpool turn up full strength and full on it, we fucking we piss it. I think we batter them. But that's my overconfidence. I think we're a better team than them. I think we're, our system is better. I think we'll run better. I think everything we do is better. But it just depends. I think they're just a bit more consistent in how they grind their results out. Um, not necessarily this season, but I don't know. I'm, I'm confident. That West Ham games give me confidence because we we seen we can we can get in behind teams that do sit in deep. I don't think Arsenal are going to sit in as you've discussed before. Sometimes we're better against your cities and your your mm. Arsenal. And that. They're going to come at us. They've got a point to prove. They want to stay top of the league. Um, they're not going to sit in for a point, not a fucking chance. So I think we use it to our advantage and we just try and pick them off. Let's let us play like the away team for once at home because we never do it. Other teams do it. They let you have the ball and you just pick it off. And that's where you win these type of games 2 3 0. You know what I mean? Um, it just depends how, what Liverpool turn up for me. If, we're, if our defence plays like it did against Fulham. Fucking, oh, you could concede three or four. If our attack turns up like it did against Fulham and West Ham, you could score three or four. So it just depends which Liverpool turns up. I think it's, I think our destinies and our hands. I don't think there's anyone better than us. I think it's what Liverpool turns up. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a tough one because, yeah, no, you're right. It just depends what Liverpool turn up. Um, obviously, Villa played before, before both of us. Um, so you know, 
they'll, they'll have an eye on the game. They could be top of the league by the time we play, um, which is fucking a mad sentence to say. But fair play the, to them. Just looking at the league table now, so what Villa 38 on par with us, Arsenal 39. So, yeah, I know. So as, as I've said, lads, you know, if if we if Arsenal beat us, say Arsenal scored a fucking we scored an own goal and Arsenal beat us one 0 Like I'm not gonna be disheartened because all I wanted I wanted to be within fucking nine points of the league title at Christmas. That's what I wanted. Quite happy if we were in the top four comfortably and winning nine points of the title at Christmas time. You 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 fucking you're doing all right. This point's gonna be dropped in the new year. As from all of us, um, I just wanted to be in the conversation. We're, we're well in the conversation. Aston Villa, you can't disregard them because I'm not going to say, oh, it's only Aston Villa. They'll fall apart. You mightn't. They're, they're looking strong. They're looking one of the better football teams in the league at the minute. They're looking one of the strongest. Um, they, they're looking one of the best units as a team. They actually look like a fucking team. It's not loads of flukes. So, yeah, you've got to just enjoy the roller coaster, lad. But as I say, I do think our destiny is in, in our hands and it's what Liverpool turns up. If we drop points, it'll be down to, it'll always be down to something we've done wrong as opposed to what another team's done right in my eyes. I think it'll be what player cost us a goal, what player didn't score a goal, what referee cost us a goal. It, it's always going to be down to what we do or what a referee does. I don't think anyone's going to know players. They actually don't. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're probably right. Um, just can you imagine how how scary Arsenal would actually be if they just stuck with Emery all this time? Um, <laughs> would have been ridiculous. Um, just he, he's, he's a fantastic manager, absolutely fantastic manager, mm. and as good as Arteta has been, I think he he lacks something that Emery's got. Um, Emery's just got that experience of of winning, mm. and Arteta get to get it so. Fingers crossed that he's fucking fall short again on the weekend. Yeah, no, I I do think it's going to be a tough game. Um, I think, you know, it's a, I think player for player, with other than like the odd one or two positions, I think it's a, a close battle between each of them individually speaking. Anyway, um, so yeah, it's going to be a good game. It's the the top two. It's the biggest game of the season now so far. Um, so we've got a, like you say, we've got a. We've got to turn up, make sure the right Liverpool turn up, make sure that the crowd turn up as, as Klopp's been asking. Um, yeah, it, it could be, it, it, it's season defining if we win. Yeah, by no means I'm a disregarding Arsenal or saying they're, fucking, they're, they're not great, they are great, they're brilliant. As I say, I just think they're in that moment with us where neither of us have, have hit our full potential yet. Um, maybe once or twice in the odd game where we, we've looked like unbelievable it was last night for one of them but I don't think I don't think either of us have got off like imagine when we do fucking hell <laughs> the top yeah. two only still in second and third gear do you know what I mean um, yeah brilliant team but I, I don't fear them I don't I don't fear them and I, I'm contradicting myself because I said on I think on the last podcast if we, if we defend like we did against our United cutters open at times we could concede three or four, but it's just how you feel on the day at this moment in time. After after yesterday, I'm quite happy and quite content. I think we we let them have a bit more of the ball and we try and pick them off and we just need to play a system that suits us on the day. Mightn't be as entertaining as we'd like to see, but don't get me wrong. 
I'm talking shit because I know Klopp's not going to turn up to Anfield and try and defend and hit them on the counter. He's not. He hasn't got it in him. But I'd like to see that if it if it was guaranteed three points. But it's going to be. I don't think it's got any chance of being a nil nil at all. I think there's going to be goals. I think the best team will win comfortably. That's that's me thing. I think whoever plays turns up on the day wins comfortably. Mm. Um, and hopefully it's us. I think, say, Klopp's had a go at the fans yesterday using my fucking picture all over Sport Bible or whatever it is, the bastards. Um, all stood up at the front of the cock, fucking all engrossed in the game and they've, they've put us as the picture for the, the poster <laughs> shouting at the fans. Fucking bastards. But, um, yeah, he's got every right to have a moment with the fans behind him again. It's like a fucking... If you want to go for a, a catch-up with your mates, go to the pub, invite them round to your house, give your ticket to someone else. Where he's wrong with that is that you can't just give your ticket to someone else. They've got to be mm. in your friend family or you've got to win a golden fucking ticket. It, it, it's The system's shite, so he needs to speak to the owners. But Cock was sound yesterday. Um, it was as you'd expect. Loads of young local kids in, loads of families. You know, I think I got my ticket came from a lad from Coventry who came to meet us. Um, so again, no disrespect to anyone who's not from the city. It is just great to see young locals in there with the with the families and property getting starry eyed, watching Trent do his thing and fucking Nunes and Salah. It, it's boss to see how excited the young young groups get. Uh, bumped into me mate who is with his lad and. Even I, I was like, fucking hell, there's Mo Salah, there's Trent, because they were that close. <laughs> it was like, it was fucking brilliant. Yeah, hopefully the crowd get behind us. Uh, it's got to be hostile, it's got to be, it's got to be a bit fucking nasty. And as he said, it shouldn't take a fucking foul or an argument with the opposition manager to get it like that, start like that. Yeah. Just, just think of Arsenal goosing your beard and just flip, <laughs> just go for it. Yeah, there you go. Um, if any of the players are listening, which I highly, highly, highly doubt you are, there's your motivation. Arsenal are goosing your bed. The full the football club is goosing your bed. <laughs> it was the fans I was after. The yeah. players won't need motivating, but the fans with the prawn sarnies on that main stand, mate, they need fucking jibbing. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, I think someone said it last night. You know, the atmosphere was, was obviously better. It still wasn't as great as what it can be, but it was definitely better. And I just think, you know, there would have been less three, four hundred quid tickets going for last night. Um yeah. well, that's you know what? again it's not about it's not about like if you're paying four hundred quid for a ticket, go out your fucking mind. If I'm paying four hundred That's what I'd be ticket, like. Go out your fucking mind. Get thrown out. Get nicked. Spend the <laughs> night in a fucking shell. Have flares, have tattooed the referee. Do whatever you fucking want. Go ballistic. Enjoy yourself. Get your money's worth. Don't sit there recording it for fucking yeah. 400 pounds. You can watch it on the telly for nothing. Get a fire stick. Go to the pub. Do you know what I mean? If you're going to sit recording it, just watch it through the recording instead of through your phone. But if you're paying 400 quid a ticket, lad, oh, hell. And yet you, you just sat there trying to take in the atmosphere. You're a, you're a massive problem. What They don't realise they need to be getting involved even if you don't know the songs just fucking shout loud noises <laughs> even if you actually just shout loud noises over and over again yeah, just be brick from Anchorman yeah loud noises that's, that's, <laughs> as long as you're making noise and it's, it doesn't matter when we roar we're not all making the same fucking sound but it, it, when it's in unison it's fucking horrible yeah. so that's all you need to do get behind the players fucking clap them stay till the end Um, 
Do you know what I mean? If you play yeah. fucking, if you play under Pentagon, what's the Blood Brothers in the theatre? You're not getting off before the fucking the end, do you? To drive up, no. you don't. No, you and don't. That's something that plays with our lives. Football dictates our fucking moods, how our week goes, how we see the world, <laughs> and you give leaving fucking like the amount of people who left before we scored against Fulham, fucking made up. Ha. Yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? Um, But look, big game should be fantastic game of football. Um, not like the United game where neither team really got going well as as well as we as well as we could have done at least anyway. I've just got to pause it a sec because my battery's on charge, but it's still going down (laughs) instead of up. It's on two percent. Right, so apologize. Let's try and get. Let's try and wrap this up then. So it's been a it's been a while. Um I asked for some questions. We got three, all from your little Jedi. So you know yeah. what to expect. Um so I'm gonna go right into them. First one, uh turns out Brexit really means Brexit. And Santa isn't exempt. He can't get into the UK to deliver his presents this Christmas and needs a Liverpool player, past or present, to take the reins for one night and one night only. You can choose the player. Who are you choosing? Darwin Nunes. <laughs> fucking Nunes he'll be on the back of the reindeers on the front of the reindeers be fucking boss yeah Darwin Nunes I think he'd, he'd be like after Grinch after Real Santa <laughs> he'd take presents from one house and put it in another just to be a prick yeah so I'm gonna go uh, I'll say John Barnes cause he was just fucking absolutely rapid and would just be in and out of houses you wouldn't even see him Um <laughs> Just be beaten, gone. There's your presence in a bit. Next house, streets done in three minutes. Like he, he's laughing. Perfect. Um, I Darwin Nunes now with a little pair of antlers on, a little red nose, just flying out of sack. I mean, if you've seen the video, he's already done that. Um, <laughs> by the way, he sounds fully scouse when he says, How are we? How are we? Right, next one. Uh, which Liverpool player or manager would you like to play you in a biopic about your life and why? Which Liverpool player or manager? Yeah, I misread it earlier. I thought he just asked for manager, which made it so much harder. But um, I mean, I still, I'm still not really sure. But who's playing? David Fairclough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alberto Moreno. Yeah, I'll, I'll have Moreno. Fucking <laughs> hell! When I had, when I was a stone lighter. Um. Get back, Man United. Get back. <laughs> Um, fucking hell for me. I don't know. Um, Kiriakos. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he was he was too skinny. Um, do I don't laugh. think you had to play your size. Fucking razor, razor a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. Uh, you have to have razor, lad. Yeah, I'll go razor just because he's fucking. Even now, he's just hilarious, and he's so I'll take that. I'll I'll have it with that. Um. Last one then. John Henry needs cheering up again because Linda said she's getting a breast reduction in the new year, but he wants something <laughs> funny to watch rather than uplifting. Name a funny on pitch moment you'd show him. I'd be showing Lucas Leavers a 10 from 30 yards out. Against Everton? Yeah. Oh, um... And he hasn't specified the Liverpool moment there, by the way, so fucking choose anything you wanted because mine isn't a Liverpool moment, but I'll let you go first. Oh, 
fucking can't think of anything that's funny. The only thing I can really think of, Robbie Fowler sniffing the line. <laughs> um, yeah, Robbie Fowler sniffing the line, but then a clip of Gerard Uvier's post-match interview where he was saying it was about Rigobert's song and the sheep and the grass. Nothing to do with drums. Fucking fantastic. Yeah, fair play. Um, I mean, if I was going to choose a Liverpool one, I'd probably go, just because I know he was all right, I'd go Phil Babb in the post. Um, Just, yeah. But, me just because he was all right, was it less funny if he was hurt? I think he was hurt, He probably was at the time, but I mean, he's been sad afterwards, so it, you can laugh now. Um, But now, my actual moment that I'm choosing, again, it's not a Liverpool moment, but a few years, well, say a few years ago, about 10, 10 years ago now, Sunderland beat Chelsea 3-0 at Stamford Bridge. Asamoah Jan scored a goal. Started dancing in the corner and Bolo's end and went over and joined them and it's the most awkward thing I've ever seen in my life. It's fucking hilarious. I it just I, I can't contain me laughter with that one. It's hilarious. Yeah. I've I just go got back. another one. I've got oh. another one. <laughs> <laughs> the ball gets hit by a Liverpool centre half. It's about to go over the bar <laughs> and an Everton goalkeeper saves it from going out onto his own crossbar. And D-Bock scores. <laughs> <laughs> the only time he had decent-sized arms and it cost him a goal. Fucking yeah. Crack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, the time. When start, we, were playing, we, off now. we were playing Everton. Right? And, and we were drawing. It. We were drawing. And I think it was Westerveld. And Westerveld hit the ball out. It's it, John Hutchinson on the back. And just before it crossed the line, the referee blew for full time. Because <laughs> <laughs> it only happens in Everton. Uh, look at that. There's, there's, oh, that. there's that corruption you talk about. Oh, there was this time, right? We had a free kick about 40 yards out. And just, like was, a, just like American Pilot. This one time the wall, in the camp. The Everton wall to move. And he did. <laughs> <laughs> You got any more? Like, just move, just move there for us, lad. Come on, sounds. <laughs> um, what else have we got? Just when we play Everton in general, really. Yeah, there was a time when they sold us one of their best players, and then he scored past them. <laughs> Nick Barnley. Yeah, look at that. Um, didn't is... didn't uh, Abel Xavier also score against them in the same I'm season? Sure, he did. Yeah. I feel like he did, I don't know why, but I'm not sure. I'm sure he did. Yeah, fucking great times, then, mate. <laughs> great times. Ah, fucking hell. What else? Yeah. I remember um, Jeffers having a fight with Westerveld and Steve Staunton going and going. <laughs> yeah, hell. fucking hell. That was great. Uh, Good old days, lad. I know, yeah. Um, Franny Jeffers, fucking hell, what a crap. Um, I've been, I've worked in his house. <laughs> And he's got his, he's got his, um, his Arsenal Premier League trophy on the wall. I mean, it's the only thing of note he ever got in his career, to be fair, and it had nothing to do with Everton. So you know, obviously, yeah, um, yeah what a terrible player he was. How uh, <laughs> we fluked his way to a ten mil move to Arsenal at the time when you had fucking Nicholas and Elker and Thierry Henry and players like that, and then you bring in Franny Jeffers off the bench. Uh, fair play, like he's absolutely. That's the that's the equivalent of that fella who claimed he was George Weyer's cousin. <laughs> Just he's fluked it completely. I'm a big fan of it. Um, I'm still, 
Which? There was a time when an Everton manager accused one of our players of diving and then <laughs> scored and he went and dived in front of uh, shouldn't have, you've kicked them off now with that one, lad. Um, yeah, well, look, his battery is about to die. Before he starts thinking of any more, and he dies mid There was a time when look, Everton see? qualified for Europe, and we won the European Cup at that club. <laughs> 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 I love it. We didn't even knock them out, but it's still funny. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? No, uh, the, the bald, corrupt, greatest referee of all time, yeah. PLEG. Luigi Kalina knocked them out. Apparently, okay. if you ask them, not the fact that they lost both games, um, <laughs> had nothing to do with it. Um, you know, I've seen, I've seen now just to just to mention it. Like obviously, Bill Kenwright had his memorial the other day, and so now it's Bill Kenwright's fault. All of a sudden, that you've been terrible for all these years. It's not the corruption of the Premier League anymore. Um, oh, Bill. Until next game, of course, when it will be the corruption of the Premier League. And they can't stick to a story. He's um, checking the and checking the, the Prem shoe. Don't worry about it. They'll be back to normal. They've had the, I know. They'll have a little dip in negativity where they do all right for a week or two. And then they'll be back to normal. So. Yeah. Fingers crossed. But look, as I say, going to wrap it up there just because his battery is dying and I don't want it to just cut out mid-sentence on him because then we look like amateurs. And that is not something we're definitely not. Um, but look... Probably you're not going to wear from us again now until after Christmas. So, Merry Christmas to everyone. Hope you have a boss time. And hopefully, the Reds are top of the table at Christmas and stay there. Yeah, we'll see. But as I've said, um, I'm not putting a downer on it. No negativity. But if we're not quite top of the league come Christmas, it fucking shoots us as well. So, either way, if we're top, happy days. But if we're not, we're bleeding down their necks. We will catch them. I've yep. got no about it we will catch them yeah absolutely well thanks everyone for listening again um as i say merry christmas hope you all have a boss day and until next time up the reds up the reds sports social podcast network